0: Welcome to another edition of Making Money. Ron Hebert, the financial coach, retired portfolio manager, is with us. I'm Gord Whitehead, retired broadcaster. Ron, we, we like to talk about different things on making money. One of the things we like to do every few episodes is focus on a, a particular type of investment, a, something that people maybe have heard about, they're curious about, they don't understand. And one of those comes up this week, market-linked GICs and linked notes. Uh, I could say that. But that doesn't explain very much.
1: The floor is yours, my friend. These are, uh, in the GIC case, these are guaranteed investment certificates that have performance that is linked to the stock markets, but they promise to return your principal at maturity if the stock market doesn't do very well. And that principal is guaranteed by the Canadian Depositors Insurance Corp if the issuers uh, issue these notes or GICs with a term of less than five years. And they have a sister product, which is not guaranteed by the Canadian Depositors Insurance Corp. It is guaranteed by the financial institution that that puts these things out. And their return is linked as well to a, a predetermined basket of se- securities or a specific index, but it's guaranteed by the issuing institution. So there's two very, very different types of um, product. And the distinguishing characteristic of both of them is the fact that at the end of the term, if what you've invested in, the basket of securities you've invested in, hasn't gone anywhere, you get your money back. So you're not
0: going to take a haircut, but there is some upside. But on the upside, there are some rather intricate little, shall we say, fine print?
1: (laughs) These are extraordinarily important to read fine print on because there's so many different types of these things. These notes can track an entire index like the s and TSX Composite Index, the, the uh, S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, or the note can be based on a basket of stocks like pipelines or banks or a specific themes like media or social media or tech. So there's a lot of different uh, issues of these things. And so you've the really got to do- like an
0: ETF, like, yeah. in a way.
1: In a lot of ways, it is. And they use options or other instruments uh, to guarantee an investor's principle in the event of a downturn. And uh, market-linked GICs can carry terms that, that in some ways are similar to conventional GICs. And the most popular uh, is the two or three-year duration. And others can extend out into the six or even eight year durations, but anything beyond five years, remember, is not CDIC insured. And these linked notes that aren't guaranteed by CDIC, here again, Gore, you really gotta read the fine print because it's guaranteed by the institution that issued them. And so you really wanna spend some time looking at the balance sheet of the issuer because if things go wrong and they're down 40 or 50%, and you need to get paid back from the issuer's balance sheet, um, you want to know that they're solvent. So you've got to do some homework on this with just these equity link notes that aren't CDIC insured to make sure that you've got enough uh, solvency in the issuing institution to cover you if things go wrong. You're always told about how things uh, go well and you're gonna make money off these things, but it always Takes, it's always worth the effort to take the time to ask yourself the, the questions that nobody asks. What happens if things go into the crapper?
0: So when you say the institutions, so these would obviously come from banks. Would insurance companies issue these things as well?
1: Often you'll get these things issued by insurance companies, by banks, by companies that, that, that sell investment funds. So there, there's quite a few sources where you can get these linked notes from.
0: Okay. So what else do we have to think about? Is there a minimum amount or a minimum return that you should expect? Or what, what, what do we anticipate when we go here?
1: Well, many of these uh, linked returns uh, with rates higher now will give you a, uh, these GICs will give you a minimum return. For example, I saw one recently that was three years. It was CDIC insured and its performance was linked to a basket of Canadian banks. And uh, you got a minimum payout of 2% annually. But the key here is that the total return of this particular GIC was capped at 15%, not 15% per year, 15% for three years. And the issuer keeps any additional return that uh, that comes out. And don't forget, the average bank right now is yielding 4.5% to 5%, and you don't get the dividends either. So uh, all you get, So you could literally buy a Canadian bank that paid 5%, you get 15% return anyway. Obviously, the price could go up and down in the meantime, but uh, here again, you have to realize that you're not getting all the returns. The returns are capped, you're not getting the dividends, and probably uh, even worse is taxation. Uh, These GICs are taxed as interest income, uh, which is twice the rate of capital gains. So they're best purchased in a tax-sheltered registered plan or a tax-free savings account because, frankly, you pay high taxes. Are they liquid
0: or illiquid?
1: Generally, you will get a guarantee to buy them back when they mature. So, you only want to purchase uh, this with money that you don't need for the term because if, if you don't go the term and you have to sell out ahead of time, uh you'll take a Some real kind of a fee
0: right <laughs> well
1: yeah and it's uh a fee is being generous i'd say it's more like a haircut so be careful with these you only want to buy them for the uh if you can put the money up now what happens is you you also lose track of uh, another downside of these things is that uh the manager has the ability over for example let's say you bought one that matured in 3 years the manager has the ability over that three years, if markets spike right up, um, he has the discretion to sell in the meantime. And so these things can end early, but it's at the discretion of the manager. So these things might spike, and the manager says, Well, I think we're going to get a double again from here. And conversely, they go straight down. Well, then the a portfolio manager missed the opportunity to sell and you might have to go three years and end up with nothing or you know maybe the manager's timing isn't very good and you know these things spike four years and they they come due in three well uh you have no control over that so you don't have the timing ability that you would if you bought the stocks directly so that's definitely another downside
0: so to conclude here let's talk about who these are for then who, who should be looking at these
1: these products are best suited for the risk adverse. If you find that you just can't stomach taking a loss, um, this might be a good product for you if you bought it in a tax sheltered plan. And of course, the devil's in the details. This is one product where you really have to do your homework to look at the fee structure, because sometimes the fee structure can be egregious on these things. And you have to look at the return caps. I mean, if you're if you're only offered going to be offered a very small percentage of the otherwise potential return, uh, you have to realize that maybe this isn't worth your while, and you also want to look at see how uh, liquid or illiquid uh, these are going to be. Some offer along the way uh, they might have the opportunity for a buyout, but then again they might not, and you might have to go the whole term and be unable to get out of these. And of course these things are marketed like everything else, Gord, so when are they marketed? When markets are high and people fear things are going down, when they should be marketed is when markets are down, and uh, people can buy these things with the potential of them going up. You know, getting your money back after five years in today's markets not a great choice with eight percent inflation, right? So yeah, you what about 40 percent yeah you' <laughs> you're gonna you're after tax money you're still going to take a haircut so you you know the idea that these things are completely risk free isn't true. So these GICs are most popular when markets are high and if you're going to buy do so when markets are low this will give you the most upside
0: well and you made the example there Ron in our discussion for instance the banks um, we all know that Canadian banks have been a great investment over the you know the last however many years they have their soft times. But they always seem to come back and they seem to come back beyond their previous peak. So, why would you buy something like this when you could just take the bank and you're not capped at 15%, right?
1: Yeah. So, you know, generally, you know, historically, if you have bought the banks anytime they've taken a, a 20% uh, or more haircut, you know, you wait a couple of years and you end up back in positive territory. And, you know, there are people, and I totally understand, that that kind of volatility is just too much for them. Well, it's a product that you can look at. But if you are going to look at this product, uh, what we try to do on shows like this is explain the positive features, but also which you very seldom get explained to you, uh, and you only find out af- experientially afterwards. What is the some, downside is. Yeah. yeah, some of the downside, and that's what this show's about. And I would highly recommend to any listener, if you go online, you'll see that uh, Gordon and I have been toiling away on this now for, for almost four years. And you can find information on just about any topic you want out there. And the hallmark of this show is that Gordon and I pride ourselves in taking the time to explain the risks. So you get a balanced approach to any particular topic. We always have a section of the positives and the negatives so that you can make the decision yourself whether this is something appropriate for you or it's too much risk to take. And we not only cover products, but you know, last week we did a, uh, or two weeks ago we did a show on the oil and gas sector uh, three weeks ago, we did a show on the grocery sector. If you go back, you will see we've done one on utilities, on water, on waste management, and the list goes on and on. We, we're trying to get through all the sectors to show you what the risks are and what the rewards are, and that is the hallmark of this show: is that we give you balance. And we want to educate. Financial education is what we
0: started with, and. You know, we do it in our own simplified way, I suppose. And some of this stuff is pretty complex, and it's a lot to chew on. That's why we urge you to look at the other shows and, and sit down and listen to them a couple of times. Make a list and follow the instructions, and hopefully you'll see your way out of the darkness into the light. <laughs> Amen, brother. Rod Hebert is a retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, a retired broadcaster. If you have a question about something we've covered or a show suggestion, feel free to reach us through letsmakemoney.ca. That's our website or through the good people at cfcw.com, where we host the show on their portal. On behalf of Ron, I'm Gord. We'll join you again next week. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.